All right, everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Team Capsules have started, and we are on to the New England Patriots, Wiz. And uh, in uncharted borders a bit last year with the Patriots, where, you know, this is a team that you expected in the playoffs uh, season in and season out, and Tom Brady moved on. He got himself a championship in Tampa Bay, and uh, the Cam Newton era did not exactly get off on uh, the best foot last year, Wiz. No, you know, no, it did not. I mean, I think uh, the leading receiver um, on the uh, Patriots last year was the turf because he was throwing <laughs> a lot of mud balls last year, Cam Newton. Um, I'm concerned. Uh, and, you know, he took down all of the skill players on the Patriots last year. And uh, I'm not quite sure I see uh, how that's going to change much going into this year. Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing was starting out with the Patriots is, and we've started to get some trickle in, in news coming out of camp. You know, it's kind of interesting. I know Cam Newton was dealing with injuries and recovering from injuries and COVID last year. And, you know, again, this is a quarterback that's been scrutinized fairly closely over the last three or four seasons. You know, a lot of questions around that shoulder and foot and running the ball but you know obviously last year the offense was completely changed with Cam Newton in there especially as the season wore on where they really couldn't run the ball sorry they really couldn't throw the ball at all uh I you know again the effectiveness of, of touchdown passes caught it, it just wasn't there I think his receivers were throwing Jacoby Myers I think had more touchdown passes at the end of the season than Cam Newton did down the stretch so I you know I'm I, I you remember me saying I'd be surprised if he was on a roster but here we are he's here at the moment they drafted Mac Jones a lot of other teams passed on the player. You, you know, you had thought that protect, potentially Jones could have go as early as, as number three to the San Francisco 49ers. But look, the New England Patriots um, have, have looked at this player. There is a little bit of an Alabama connection uh, with Saban and Belichick's relationship. But, you know, I think this is going to be watched very closely. You know, could there be a scenario where Mac Jones is actually starting at, at the beginning of the season? Yeah, there could be. And that probably makes a definitive difference in how you draft Patriots skill set players, particularly at the receiver position I would argue especially at the tight end position but you know coming into the season if it's going to be Cam Newton I think that just uh, I think that just makes people kind of scratch their heads and say what am I supposed to do with the situation this year given what happened last year yeah I don't know if Cam Newton is going to start for the Patriots I can assure you he's not going to start for me in any league that I'm in uh, or have on my roster in any league Um, I think if he's the starter it makes all of the skilled players on the Patriots, um, you know, just all all of them um, irrelevant, and none of those players should be starters, or most of them should not be drafted. If Mac Jones gets in there, I think a couple of players could be, you know, uh, become more relevant. But as far as the quarterback position, fantasy football, um, you should not be drafting Cam Newton or Mac Jones in leagues where you only draft two quarterbacks and you're starting one you only you know need to have two on your roster for the whole year so uh maybe matt jones down the road in a couple of years but as far as this upcoming fantasy football season cam newton and matt jones should not be drafted in any standard leagues where you're drafting 16 players yeah i think one of the things that we've seen historically with when it comes to the patriots is they've been kind of a challenging team to figure out in terms of fantasy production 
I think at all positions, I mean, outside of a few, you know, stars over the years, obviously when Brady was playing, you know, he's had, he's, there were times where, where Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman were quite relevant. I think they have a history of, you know, kind of being secretive about injuries, player usage, uh, game, game flow patterns in terms of how it affects. We, we've seen that particularly with James White. Um, but, but let's go to the running back spot where, you know, in, in out moves a, a player um, like Rex Burkhead. He's not here anymore. I think you and I were both surprised to see uh, James White return, which he did. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Damian Harris, when he was in there last year, very effective. But I would argue, looking at Sony Michelle's stats a little bit more closely, those two players were kind of neck and neck in terms of their production. Harris did get hurt, and when Harris was out, Michelle stepped in, and the production really didn't lack any. Both of those players don't catch the football a lot. But I would also say James White seemed to be a lot, there would seem to be a distinct lack of chemistry the way White had established that with Brady and dealing with Cam Newton. That certainly didn't seem to be an effective combination. So it's an interesting grouping. Uh, this is a team that wants to run the football, pretty decent offensive line. They, they want to play grind it out. Uh, we know this is a better defense, so they could win some ugly games here. Uh, you know, how do you see, again, I look at this running back situation and, and I come into a draft and Yes, there's a potential for one of these guys, depending on what happens with the rest of the roster, to kind of sneak in as a, you know, on a week-to-week basis, maybe a, you know, maybe a flex spot guy. But beyond that, I don't really see that. Uh, would I be surprised if one of these guys kind of rose to the occasion and was was a little bit more bell cow, depending how think things shook out? No, I wouldn't be surprised at that. I think, like I said, at times both Harris and Michelle look like effective runners uh, and, and very similar in stats. Yeah, it's in that sense just a situation to completely avoid. I mean, there was a, a point in time where James White was a must guy to have as a flex starter in, in PPR leagues. I'm not sure that time hasn't passed. Um, I just don't have any confidence in any of those guys. The game script, the way they're going to use those guys to matter. Uh, if you ask me to pick one guy, I guess I would say Damian Harris. He's younger. Uh, Sony Michelle is just with those knee issues, hasn't been able to stay on the field. I think Damian Harris is not a fantasy starter. I don't even think he's a flex starter. I think he's a guy that you could you know, draft as your fourth or fifth guy and just plug and play when your better running backs have a bye week. But overall, it's just a complete situation to avoid from a fantasy football standpoint. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, last year, uh, Cam Newton, a quarterback, did have 12 rushing touchdowns. All other New England Patriots rush running backs ran for a total of three touchdowns. So <laughs> as, as Wiz uh, mentioned, uh, certainly a very, very puzzling situation and always a challenge to figure out. You know, Wiz and I did talk about this receiving core in that wide receiver uh you know, these tightly bunched groups of wide receiver podcasts that we did the other day. You know, I I look closely with, you know, again, Aguilar comes in big yards per per, uh, catch last year, 18.7 with with the Raiders. You know, Bourne's got a little bit of a nose for the end zone. Jacoby Myers, zero touchdowns receiving last year, but did have a good second half of the season. Which one of these guys do you think has a chance, or, or is this just, again, the same type of mess that we're looking at? It's a mess, but 
Nelson Aguilar is the one of the two or three guys on the roster where if Mac Jones got in there, then I, I could see Aguilar, you, you know, moving into that flex wide receiver, you know, maybe wide receiver three, wide receiver four, flex starter, you know, plug and play when other receivers are on bye weeks. If Mac Jones got in there under Cam Newton, I don't, you know. The, Kendrick Bourne, as you said, is one of these guys who seems to have a good nose for the touch, you know, when he gets down to the red zone. Jacoby Myers has the advantage of a year of experience playing with Cam Newton, but similar to the running back situation, if Cam Newton is a starter, in my opinion, it completely avoid all of those receivers. If Mac Jones got in there or was named a starter before week one, I consider Nelson Aguilar, but that's it. Okay, very good. All right, so on to the tight end position, Wiz. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was very excited. Uh, we talked a little bit about Jonu Smith uh, when we talked about margins. And uh, Jonu Smith was the guy that was first signed from the Patriots. And, uh, and as the Patriots are just writing checks in that uh, out of their checkbook uh, in their spending spree in, in the preseason, uh, they ended up bringing Hunter Henry in. And only four times in 20 years, uh, in the last 20 years, uh, in terms of fantasy football, I have two two tight ends from the same team been in the top 15. And the Patriots did it two times uh, with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. And I think both of us would agree uh, Mac Jones at quarterback makes a material difference for the production of these two players. I, you know, again, I think a very difficult situation to assess. And again, the Patriots from a fantasy perspective uh, seem like they're going to be a headache for a lot of people. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, I think if it was just John Smith on the Patriots, I, I could see how somebody could, you know, really like him to finish inside the top 12. It was just, just you know, Hunter Henry. I could see how, you know, people could, fantasy football community would like Hunter Henry to finish inside the top 12. But not only do potentially poor quarterback play do they have to deal with, they have to deal with each other. Because, you know, they're not both going to catch 70 passes this year or 75 passes where they're both going to finish inside the top 12 maybe one guy can finish inside the top 12 or 15 the other guy's unlikely it's going to be difficult on a game by game basis to figure that out now if one guy was to have two to get hurt and then the other guy was the full time guy he becomes more valuable also I think similar to Aguilar they're, they're, they move up the rankings board a little bit if, if Mac Jones is a starter um, so they're both good players, but there's a lot of, thing, of things going on here that is going to force you know them to kind of cancel each other out. So it's difficult to predict which one of the two players is going to have the better season because they've, they've been similar in their careers. So it could be another thing where they both have decent seasons, but neither one is fantasy football relevant because of the other one yeah very intrigued to see how that how that plays out and you know this is a team notoriously in in their offensive system especially under Brady uh, that really utilized the tight end last year Patriots were ranked last in the NFL with receptions to tight ends they drafted two guys neither of them could get on the field it was a complete it was a complete disaster for, for the New England Patriots last year in any kind of passing game but uh 
But yeah, so you know, again, it's it's a challenging situation from a fantasy perspective. I think there are a lot of people. I know I know my boy Junior up in Cape Cod. He's he's not going to be looking at too many Patriots this year. <laughs> I, I can I can assure you of that, especially if Cam is at the helm at quarterback. So, but that being said, uh, the defense might be a very different story. And this is a defense that had a lot of players that were unavailable last year due to. Uh, COVID, a lot of players opted out. I think they added some of the more impressive names in free agency, Matthew Judon being probably the paramount guy here. Uh, a very talented uh, secondary, you know, one guy that we're going to kind of keep an eye on because Stephen Gilmore was definitely mentioned in trade rumors. You know, could you see something like that happening, especially as the season moves on? I don't know, but Dante Hightower is back. He had opted out last year. Kyle Van Noy returns. Uh, that was a surprise to me that Miami let him go, but Kyle Van Noy gets re-signed uh, with the New England Patriots. But this defense on paper, we know what they've done uh, in, in previous years uh, when the division, I would add, was much weaker in terms of offensive ability. So it's not the same situation with the offenses as we, as we look at this season. This is an improved uh, this is an improved division, but but nonetheless, on paper, you look at the personnel here, Wiz, and if this if this team was more efficient and more consistent and we had a better idea of what they were going to look like on offense, it may make the case that this defense should be a must-draft. I think with the uncertainties around the offensive situation here, uh, it, it, it makes drafting the New England Patriots as your number one defense a little bit more of a risk. Yeah, so let's talk about the good. They get high tower back. They, you know, as you mentioned, um, you know, Judon is, you know, terrific signing. Um, getting Kyle Van Noy back, certainly familiarity, what they want to do on defense. Uh, so they, their defense is going to be better. They have a great defensive coach, one of the best defensive coaches in the history of the NFL in what they want to do. Let's talk about the not-so-good. Patrick Chung, who opted out of last year, retired, kind of that, that captain of that secondary. Gilmore seems to have a squabble here with the Patriots going on here, and I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but whether he doesn't report or he plays the last year grudgingly, if they don't give him a contract, I never like these type of situations. So I agree with that. There are some things to like, but I think you have to temper expectations a little bit here by some of the other things going on. Another thing that we talk about all the time is, is their offense going to keep move the ball enough to keep their defense off the field the entire game? Another thing that you have to worry about. So from a talent standpoint, I, I could see why somebody would say, yeah, New England should be drafted as one of the top 12 defenses, but if that Gilmore thing goes the wrong way, I'm going to take a long, long look and whether the Patriots should be drafted as a top 12 defense. Yep, yep, I, I concur with that. And uh, I don't know, Nick Folk, I guess the same kind of boat. I think, you know, the inconsistency in this offense do, do not make him a compelling uh, uh, figure from a fantasy perspective. Wiz. If you have Nick Folk as one of your kickers, you probably <laughs> should start looking at basketball books. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap-up here. New England Patriots capsule is complete. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, time for the New York Jets, Wiz. Uh, we know we got a couple of excited people out there, guys like Connor and McKenna. These guys have been waiting and waiting and waiting and consistently disappointed, but maybe yeah. a little different song this year for the Jets. Uh, we shall see shortly. I will catch you on the other side with the New York Jets.
Allez. <rire>